we are, if, if anything, we are a church that is focused on the Word of God. And I just don't feel good about coming together and not having the Word of the Lord uh, uh, discussed, talked about, uh, taught on, preached about. I just think the Word is important. The Bible says that God has magnified His Word even above all His name. Amen. The Word of God is extremely important. Extremely important. Amen. Now, if the Spirit of the Lord decides to take over in a service, then obviously God can do what He wants to do. And we're not going to complain about that. But, uh, but with that being the only exception, when we come together for church, we're going to get some word. That's just the way it is. And uh, so we've got, we've got some things that we need to do tonight, and we will do them. But I'm going to talk to you from the word of the Lord for just a few moments tonight. And I do promise to keep it as brief as I can. But it is something that I feel like we need to uh, be reminded of from time to time. Because we can get so caught up in our day-to-day living that we forget the real reason why he saved us in the first place. I have often said the Lord did not save us just to take us to heaven. Because if that was his plan and purpose, he would have saved us and killed us in the same moment. Then, then it's a guarantee. We, we go straight up and it's over with. But he left us here. And he left us here because he has a job for us to do. There is an obligation that rests on our shoulders. And it's an obligation and a responsibility that we should never, never overlook. Would you turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 9? Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to read, beginning with verse number 35. Matthew chapter 9, beginning with verse 35 tonight. Amen. Matthew 9 and 35. Matthew 9 and 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word to your hearts. You may be seated. Our text apparently takes place almost immediately after the choosing of the twelve. And certainly, when we look at Luke's account, which we'll do in just a moment, 
um, we, we can tell that it is immediately prior to the sending forth of the 70s. So, so get, this, get this moment in your mind. He has just chosen the 12, and he is about to send forth the 70. And so if you can get this picture, Jesus has a group of brand new recruits. Can we call them that? And, and he's trying to instill in them the purpose of their calling. He began by giving his own example. He started out after he chose them, going about all the cities and the villages, teaching and preaching and healing every sickness and every disease. But as he was in the process of discipling these new recruits, something happened. Verse 36 tells us that Jesus looked at the multitude and was moved with compassion because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep that have no shepherd. Now, I don't know how much that means to you. But to anyone who knows anything about sheep, you understand that the only defense a sheep has is its shepherd. Sheep don't have the normal mechanisms that are built into most animals to defend themselves. They don't blend into the scenery. They're not known to... to, to, uh, bite and kick and and uh, they don't have horns uh, that they could try to ward off uh, someone that or something that is trying to destroy them the only defense that a sheep has is its shepherd and Jesus looked out at a group of people and he said these are defenseless they don't have uh, any kind of protective covering they need help and it touched the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the midst of his teaching and preaching and healing he had to stop for a few moments he was suddenly overcome with compassion he stopped teaching and immediately issued a prayer request he looked at his disciples and said to them the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few amen he said to them pray therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest i'm going to tell you church what i see in this passage i see an expression of extreme concern if I could put it in my own terminology tonight, I, I, I feel like the Lord was saying, men, if you've ever prayed about anything, pray that there will be enough workers to reap the harvest and get the job done. There's a big job to be completed out there. There's a lot of people that are in need of help and somebody's got to be available to reach them and to help them if you've ever prayed about anything pray that we'll get help in this harvest effort amen 
Amen. When we go to the book of Luke, there are some statements that Luke chose to record, which the Lord uttered immediately after his prayer request that helped to convince me just how desperate Jesus must have been feeling at this particular moment. In the book of Luke chapter 10, if you would turn there, Luke chapter 10 and verses 1 through 9, Luke 10 verses 1 through 9. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, Follow the additional uh, wording that Luke uh, informs us of. Beginning with verse 3, he says, Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse, nor scrip, nor shoes. Salute no man by the way. Into whatsoever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. Into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you. Eat such things as are set before you. Heal the sick that are therein. Say unto them, the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. In other words, Jesus is saying to those he's about to send out, don't think about anything else. Don't let anything distract you. Just get out there and reap the harvest. Amen. We've got to get the job done before it's too late. Hallelujah. Amen. We're familiar, I think, most of us at least, with the parable Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 20 when he told about a man that went out early in the morning seeking for laborers. Amen. He agreed with them and sent them into the vineyard. He went out a few hours later and did the same thing and went out a few hours later and did it yet again. And this he continued to do throughout the day until the Bible tells us that at the 11th hour he's back out there still hiring people what would drive a man at the 11th hour to be looking for employees I'll tell you what he's looking at a field that is ready to be harvested and there's just not enough workers out there to get the job done I'm going to tell you if you've ever raised any kind of crop you understand you can't just let it set on the vine you can't just let it remain on the tree forever it's got to be harvested or it will ruin I'm telling you that in the kingdom of God there are moments of planting there are moments of watering but there are moments of harvesting and when the harvest time comes there's got to be laborers that are able and ready to get into the field and start gathering all of the fruit God wants to give to his church. I hope you're hearing me tonight. Amen. I'm coming with a burden.
burden on my heart. Amen. I'm telling you, church, I believe right now it's harvest time. I believe right now there is a field that is ripe. I believe right now there is a harvest that is ready. And there's one thing that is needed in the kingdom of God. Oh, pray, pray that there will be laborers enough to harvest all that God wants to bring into his kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The book of Amos chapter 8. Amos 8 verses 1 and 2. And I'm, I'm not going to keep you much longer. But Amos 8 1 and 2. Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me. And behold a basket of summer fruit. Everyone say summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then said the Lord unto me, the end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. Dr. Albert Barnes said that the summer fruit was the latest harvest in Palestine. When it was gathered, the entire circle of husbandry was come to its close. Amen. This was it. This was the last opportunity to harvest. After this point, after the summer harvest, then any fruit that was not harvested would begin to rot. It would begin to spoil. It would no longer be available for harvesting. I'm here to preach to you tonight. Amen. A burden that is on my heart. I don't want us waiting until the summer harvest. Amen. I don't want us waiting until the last minute and perhaps missing some of what God is trying to give us. Listen to me, Truth Church. The harvest is ripe tonight. The field is ready tonight. But what we need, we need laborers. We need men and women. We need young people. We even need children that are willing to get out there and do whatever can be done to reach this city that God has placed us in. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I remember some years back driving through California. We were out there for a funeral and, and we were driving by and uh, I saw Brother Goff. Uh, we passed by so many homes that had orange trees in their yard and we saw literally hundreds of oranges lying on the ground, decaying, just rotting, just yards filled with rotting oranges. And uh, I, I, I told my wife, I said, they must not like fresh fruit as well as I do. They wouldn't let it go to waste like that. I also remember asking her, I wonder if an orange tree would grow in Kansas. <laughs> Give it a shot, right? Amen. But I'm going to tell you something about that vision weighs heavy on me tonight. Amen. I don't want to take a chance and miss some soul that is ripe right now. I don't want to take a chance. Amen. I'm going to tell you, church, there are a lot of false 
churches out there. There are a lot of cults out there that are knocking on doors every day. They are making converts every day. And if we don't find those that are hungry, the cults will. Amen. Somebody's going to find them. Somebody is going to reap a harvest. I don't want to let the harvest begin to spoil. Now is our time. This is our moment. This is our hour. Hallelujah. I hope tonight that someone will hear the clarion call of this pastor and say, I'm here. Here am I. Send me. I'm ready to go out there. I'm ready to do what I can do. Amen. I may not be the most talented. I may not be the most brilliant, but I am willing. And I'm here to tell you, that's all God's looking for. If he can find willing laborers, he'll use you. He'll put his hand on you. He'll put words in your mouth. He'll anoint your mind. He'll give you the tools that you need if you'll just make yourself available to the Lord of the harvest. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the reason he came. He didn't come to heal, though the stripes on his back provided for that. He didn't come to give peace, though the chastisement he took provided for that. But he came for one purpose. He said in Matthew 18, 11, the son of man is come to save that which was lost. That's his purpose. That's why he came. And I'm here to tell you that's why he saved us. When he saved us, we became those workers that are being sent into his vineyard. We've got a job to do. As I said when I opened, life has a way of causing us to get caught up in our own problems, our own situations, many of them very real, many of them extremely troubling, and I'm not making light of them in any way, but I'm going to tell you we cannot afford to lose sight of the reason God reached down and saved us. He didn't have to. The Bible says no man can even come to him except the Spirit draw him. The reason that you're here tonight is because God saw something in you and drew you to him. And I want to tell you what he saw. He saw another worker. He saw another worker. He saw another worker. Amen. I believe we stand in the 11th hour of the church right now. I believe the Lord is soon to come back. But even at this 11th hour, he's looking for laborers. Why stand ye idle all the day long? There's a job to be done. There's a work to be completed. Amen. He's calling you tonight. He's asking you tonight, will you go? Will you work? Will you make yourself available. Amen. For the master tonight. The Lord of the harvest is seeking laborers because the harvest is plenteous. But the laborers are few. 
I've said before and I say again, he didn't ask us to pray for a revival. He never instructed us to pray for souls. He did tell us to pray for laborers because he said the souls are out there. The people are there. The revival is available. It's waiting on us. It's waiting on us. I'm going to tell you, church, yes, I've got burdens. Yes, I've got situations that weigh me down. But I want to tell you, I can walk through even the darkest moment because I have him with me. And there is so much of this world that does not have that companion. Whatever we're facing, it's not as bad as what they're facing. Because we've got someone to walk with us through our darkest hours. He's going to be there. What we've got to do is introduce him to those who don't know him. Amen. Why don't we take just a moment tonight? Would you lift your hands? Would you let the Lord know you are available to work for him? You are available to labor in his vineyard. Lord, here am I. Send me. Show me what I can do. God, lead me to those that are hungry. Help me to find those that are waiting. Oh, God, help me to be a laborer in your vineyard. Come on, let's talk to him for a moment. Let's talk to him for a moment.